Well, good morning. Uh, my name is Rachel Zimmerman, and um, I have been a stay-at-home mom for going on 17 years. I have six children, all of varying ages, um, so I'm kind of an older mom. But we are here to kind of, I mean, as you can see, um, just kind of make light of hospitality a little bit, but actually get to the seriousness of that we're all called to be hospitable to each other. Um, but we just want to take the load off a little bit of the stress and um, just kind of focus on um, what is truly important. So, My name is Cher. Um, I've been staying home with my kids for going on 17 years. So um, I think that we learn a lot from the time we have a first small one to when they're older about what hospitality has to look like and what it doesn't have to look like. And so we just want to share that with you guys today. Um, we are not um, experts at this by any means. Um, we were asked to speak and we felt like we should say yes to that. So we will just share um, what we know, what we've learned, and hopefully you guys can take some of that home, especially as the holidays are coming up, and be able to use it in your home and, and open your doors to people. So um, Bing defies, uh, defines hospitality as the friendly and generous reception and entertainment of guests, visitors, or strangers. More importantly, Pinterest tells us that the focus of entertaining is impressing others. The focus of true hospitality is serving others. Um, we can put that more simply, easier to remember by saying that entertaining seeks to impress and hospitality seeks to bless. So that's what we want to talk about today. How do we bless other people? How do we take the pressure off of feeling like we have to entertain people and just open our hearts and our homes um, to people? and get rid of that person who I am. So, so we'll talk about that. Um, but for starters, it would be impossible for us to talk about hospitality without talking about what God's word has to say about it. Um, and so 1 Peter 4.9 says, cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. And Romans 12.13 says, to contribute to the needs of the saints and practice hospitality. So there are two commands given here. Um, they're not suggestions. They're not if you feel like it or if you're in a good season of life right now. Um, we're told to do them. And that is that we are to practice hospitality and we're to do it cheerfully. So I have kind of figured out the first one, that God wants me to show hospitality. I'm still working on the second one. Um, that is very true, that running around like a crazy woman, and then they knock on the door and, hey, you know. And um, So, so our, our topic today is we're going to focus on hospitality and how it relates to having people over. There are lots of places, lots of ways you could go with hospitality, but with the holidays coming up, with being young moms, we're just going to talk about what it looks like to have someone into your house for a meal. So, um, so if you, you know, it might, you might think, well, what about this or what about this? But that would have to be a talk for another day. Okay. So, so we're going to talk about the myths of showing hospitality. Um, and, and the reason we know these myths, we didn't look these up. We know them because we live them. So, so we don't have it figured out. We don't have it perfect. But this is what we deal with when we're talking about having someone into our home. So the first one that we would talk about is the idea when we say, well, my house isn't big enough. There's no room in my house to have people over. Or maybe the space is not the problem. It's just when you talk about having a meal, there's not enough room for people to sit in my house. Um, but all of us here today, I'm going to assume, um, are very blessed to have a home, to have a place that is warm in the winter, that we can cool in the summer, and that provides for us for our comfort and that we have meals in. 
safe assumption for all of us. And so with a little bit of gratitude, um, we can realize that our home is just perfect for having people over. And when we look at our home with gratitude for um, the blessing of it, then we can um, look at it with a little more um, just openness to, to being creative, to space. You can talk about kids having a picnic on the floor. You might be mortified by the idea, but they would think that was so cool that you laid out a blanket and all their friends got to sit there and have an indoor picnic. Um, you don't have to sit around a dining room table to eat a meal. You can sit on the couches. You can pull chairs together from other rooms and put them all together. Um, it's really, it, you can be flexible, but you kind of have to get outside of your own head of having this perfect ideal, like he said, Joanna Gaines dining room to serve your guest in. So you just need to be creative. When we were first married, we lived in um, a small house. It was a little under 1,200 square feet, and it was a neat in kitchen and enclosed, so not open, not an open floor plan or anything. And I invited a church from family over, I'm sorry, a family from church over that had six children who were older. They weren't little ones, they were older. And I assumed that the two parents would come and maybe bring the two youngest or the three youngest. And so when I called to check in with her, they were bringing all six of their children. So I immediately go into complete freakout mode because I have nowhere to sit, all these people. And so my husband brings home a, um, like a six foot table like from the church and we stretch it from one end of our kitchen to the other and we put folding chairs at it. And honest truth, we had to like take it down and let half of them walk in, put the table up, and the rest of us sit down, and then I was left mortified to realize I could not open the refrigerator door. So in myself and in my own head, I was just embarrassed and felt like, how did this happen and everything? But we had the best time. And she shared with me later that most um, families they knew would not invite them to their home, and she felt like it was probably for that reason, because they brought so many people with them. And so that was just a learning experience for me in a lot of ways, that my kitchen's too small for a six-foot table, but also that, that people want to be invited over, and, and for whatever reason, maybe they feel like they are not being invited, but you can use your home to be creative to have those families into. So just like Cher said, we need to be willing to think outside the box. Um, how can we make room? Um, whether it's bar borrowing tables and chairs or stretching out onto the porch, whatever that looks like, we need to be willing to accommodate any size of family or even multiple families. Um, one example that I had of a situation like this, um, I had a friend who was going to host a women's Bible study. Well, unbeknownst to her, she found out that there were rules in her subdivision about parking. So she was unable to host the Bible study, so she asked if I would be willing to do that. And I said yes. And then I thought, oh, we don't have parking. Um, we're not going to fit in my living room. So my husband said, we'll mow down the pasture. So we mowed down the front pasture. <laughs> and that's where people parked. And then as far as inside, we literally set up rows of chairs so they, we could watch the video. And then we would split into two groups. One would go down in the basement, and one would stay upstairs. Um, and it was stretching, too, because the fam my family had to, like, find some place to be. I was the crazy mom before the Bible study. Like, I would seriously make a casserole that would not create crumbs. So, you know, I am a little bit OCD when it comes to that. So even people who like to host, it's still a stretch for us. Like, there's always those situations that are going to put you 
um, under stress, and you just have to be willing just to step forward in obedience and do it because you will be blessed in return. Okay, so that leads us into our second myth that I have to prepare an elaborate table setting and meal. So this is my china, and as I'm looking at it, I'm seeing lipstick ring, <laughs> so I'm kind of mortified. Have I ever used this? Nope, not once. Well, for my family, we get it out at Christmas, but I've never hosted. Cher's They've been never a friend for I've a never long seen time. It. She's never I didn't seen know it. She owned it. Um, so, you know, I, maybe you came in and thought, oh, they're going to show us how to make a place setting. One sec. <clears throat> Just kidding. This works too. You know, order some pizza. Um, you don't need to have something fancy. If you don't like to cook, that frees you up too. Um, so your table doesn't need to look like Martha Stewart said it. Um, and all you need to do is just go ahead and have someone for dinner. Um, we've both done this where maybe you're weak, you thought you were gonna be able to make a nice meal, and it, you know, we all have kids. We know what happens to our weeks. But just go ahead and do it, don't cancel. Just say, hey, we're just gonna get pizza instead. Um, and that really does kind of free you up. It takes the pressure off. Um, and sometimes I like to think of um, when I'm gonna entertain, like what could I make the day before? What could I prep, put in the fridge? Can I make the dessert before? Just so that day I'm not overly stressed out and making my family crazy, so. A little bit less. <laughs> a little bit less. Um, so when we were first married, um, I married a pastor, and so it came felt like it came with obligation to have people into our home all the time. And I was raised by an OCD mom. I had never boiled water when I got married. Um, we were not allowed in the kitchen. We were not allowed to touch her kitchen. So it was definitely a learning curve for me um, when I got married. And then to immediately go into having people over, um, I was trying to make meals that my mom had been making for 20, 30 years and just bombing them. I mean, I couldn't get a roast right to save my life, and, and I would think I would have it, but you don't know until you pull it out of the oven, right? So the guests would show up, and I'd pull this horrible thing out of the oven, and it was, a, it was humbling, and which God might have been using and everything, but it was just mortifying. And so um, I would literally be in tears when they showed up. You know, I, I, just, I was already ready for them to go home, and it hadn't even started, and I definitely was not enjoying myself. Um, so... I realized that I either had to figure it out or I wasn't going to be able to keep doing it. And so I came up with two meals, a warm weather meal and a cold weather meal. And I made it every single time we had company over. And not just for like a year, I mean like a decade. Like my oldest daughter no knew what our meals were going to be if people were coming over. And so it was so easy then I could grocery shop on a whim to get the stuff I needed. I could make them without looking at the recipes. You know, it just got super easy. I totally lowered my standard on desserts because I cannot bake at all. So a box of brownies and some vanilla ice cream go a long way. And um, so I just had confidence then so that the food was not what was stressing me out. Um, so, um, so if that's you and you don't like to cook, then I would just encourage you to do that. Find two things that you know you can make, that you can learn. If you do like to cook, but you still find yourself um, stressing your family out, 
trying to prepare for that, then I would also encourage you to still just tone it down. Um, just to do what you need to do so that, so that you're not thinking, that's why you don't want to have people into my home. I don't know what to cook. I don't know how to cook. I don't like to cook. I like to cook, but I don't want to cook for strangers. Um, take all those excuses out of it so that that's not the reason that you are not having people into your home. So then um, we would go into the idea of, okay, so now I know what I'm going to make, but, and, and I figured out how to make my too small house fit, but what about the fact that I'm just not really happy about the way my house looks? Like maybe, um, maybe it doesn't look um, like the houses you've pinned on Pinterest. Maybe you're embarrassed about it. Um, or maybe you've put so much time and energy into making your house somewhere you love that when people come over, there's not a peaceful feeling or a comfortable feeling because of, um, of how you feel about other people being in your home, touching your stuff. Um, I have a weird, well, I got new furniture for the first time in my entire marriage, and I'm just like, when people come over and they bring little kids and they're like climbing on my couch, you know, and everything, I'm just like, mm. but that's crazy. It's a couch, you know? And, and so just the idea of, of making your home a place where people wanna be um, and not getting so uptight about either uh, either maybe feeling embarrassed about your home or or not wanting people to touch your home because both of those take a material thing and make it more important than people. Um, and so as we have said, the person on that video is us. Um, I have literally turned around in circles trying to figure out what I can get clean before somebody walks in. And then they come and I have to step outside of myself again and just relax and enjoy it as I'm watching what their children are doing. You know, I'm talking to mom and then there's the circus going on behind mom, you know. And um, I one time stood there and had a conversation with the mom while her two-year-old son proceeded to pick up every apple out of the fruit basket, take a bite out of it, and throw it across the living room. And so, of course, in your head, you're like, why are we here? Why are they here? Why won't everybody just go home? You know, but it's apples, you know, and hopefully that mom was being blessed by that time that she was getting to talk and not see that going on. And, um, you know, so we just, we just kind of have to be able to, to get outside of that and, and, and see it for what it is. Um, I do not clean under my couches on a regular basis at all, but at some point after that event, I was cleaning, um, vacuuming under my couch and found a moldy, poison-looking apple underneath my couch. So, you know, so it has lasting, lasting um, impressions on your home to have, to have people over. But it's just apples, you know, and um, so the things that happen will be fine. And again, to just realize that the material things in your home are not as important as the people that you'll be having over. So just a little side note on that. Um, the thing I am most guilty of is when I look around my home, I'm, oh, it's fine, it looks good. Well, then I go shopping for the groceries and I end up with more decor. Or, you know, I'm like, oh, I need more candles or, you know, I'm kind of the crazy person. And, or I have literally replaced all of my bathroom towels so they looked prettier on the shelf. Because those people weren't spending the night. They weren't showering at my house, but I wanted the towels to look good on the shelf. So sometimes you just have to catch yourself yourself in that moment and think, this isn't what this is about. It's not my appearance, it's not my home's appearance. It's about making those other people feel welcome in your home. Um, <clears throat> and really, if we all think about it, like when you come to something, if you're going to someone else's home, 
you're thinking, oh, what am I going to talk about? What if I say the wrong thing? What am I wearing? You know, I have never walked into someone's home and thought, well, that's like so 90s. Or, you know, I don't. So I, I highly doubt that any of us go in and judge other people's decor. But somehow we think that they're going to be judging ours. So I think we just need to let all of that go and just focus on building relationships in those moments and the conversation to really get to know each other. Um, so we can definitely find ourselves wearing ourselves out um, with those things. Um, so that leads us to the next myth, which is it's too exhausting to try to get my house clean. <clears throat> so just like the previous point, um, this is something I struggle with. Um, we live life in our homes. We have husbands. We have children. We have dogs. We have cats. Um, and, but you want your home to be presented as clean and tidy. Um, while having these clean homes is wonderful, we need to give ourselves and our families a break. And if we need to be oh, sorry, we need to also cultivate um, in our children that they should be being hospital to, hospitable to others. So if mom is stressed out, if it's a crazy day because mom's been acting psycho, then they're not going to be excited the next time you say, well, we're having so-and-so over. They're going to dread it. It's going to be a sad day. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, you know, let's just try to be happy, try to focus on what's really important, and um, that will grow that in your children as well. Um, one kind of confession example for me is um, when I would clean, <clears throat> my children then would come in for a snack after school or, um, you know, later in the day, and one time I said, don't touch the fridge, don't touch the fridge, and then I immediately was kind of convicted, you know, the thought, Oh, what can I get you? You know, like, don't touch the fridge. I'll serve you because I don't want the fingerprints on the refrigerator. And my children still tell that story on me today. So 16, you know, years later. Thank you, Dad. <clears throat> so um, another one is um, the, just the other day. So I still do it. I still find myself doing it. What's nice is, like, when your kids get older, they point out what you're doing wrong. So that's so helpful. Uh, <clears throat> one time I actually was in a Bible study and I was really focusing with the Lord, like, show me my sin, reveal my sin. I shared that with my daughter. Don't ask your daughter. <laughs> she was very open and honest of my sin areas. So um, anyway, just the other day, I was, we, have, we host a small group in our home and I was doing my cleaning thing and um, I had cleaned our toaster with a stainless steel cleaner and then I was buffing it with a towel. And Kate said, are you polishing the toaster? And I said, no, that would be crazy. Who does that? But that's what I was doing. <laughs> so, you know, you just have to like, kind of let some of that go and be able to laugh at yourself too in those moments. Cause like now it's just kind of a joke between all of our, like my kids, my husband, and we just kind of actually have fun when it's a hosting day. If you can tell, we're both kind of the same personality when it comes to being super OCD about our house. If you're not that way, bless you, and please have me over so that I can kind of just relax. Um, because I know maybe you might be sitting there and thinking, I don't care what my house looks like. I have kids. We live here. And that's, that is great. Do not lose that's that attitude. Goal. Yes, we'll get there when we grow up. Um, so in that video, I have done multiple of those things. I have given my kids a warning that they have five more minutes to use the toilet, and then I'm cleaning it for company. I have told, we have a 90-pound lab that lives in our house. I've said, nobody touch the dog. Do not pet her. Do not let her brush against you. Do not touch the dog. I have fluffed my pillows 
like, I don't know what I thought would happen to them if I just kept beating them. So, so you know, the, it's a real struggle, you know? And so if that is you, like, just, like, learn from us and do stop doing it. Like, it's just crazy. Like, just stop. Do not polish your toaster. No one cares what your toaster looks like. They're not even going to look at your toaster. So, you know, like, we just need to find a way to just calm down, you know, like, just get it together and calm down and, um, and just don't do that anymore, you know, <laughs> like, just stop. So the next myth um, would be we might say, well, my kids are too little, now's not a good time, or maybe they're starting to get a little older, and you're like, they're too old and we're too busy. And um, so as, you know, Rachel has been parenting, um, well, she didn't seem to want to tell you, but longer than me, and um, I've been parenting for 17 years. That's why I'm better at it. <laughs> well, that, that is definitely true. Um, so there is never going to be a good time. You're never going to think, now is the right season for me to start hosting. If you are thinking, yes, there is, when my kids are grown and out of the house, I cannot speak to that. I would only tell you to stop. Stop. Don't, don't be looking so far down the road for what you're going to do in the area of hospitality um, because you don't know what life is going to bring or what's going to happen or, or what that season is going to look like. So, um, so we're not even going to address that because we can't speak to it and also because that's just a crazy long time away and we really should not be putting off any anything um, for that number of years. So um, parenting is training. We all know that what we're doing is training our children. So there are only two options when it comes to hospitality. You're either training your children to be hospitable or you're training them not to be. And there's no middle ground there. And your actions on either side. So our our um, response of going all crazy mode and not letting our kids use the toilet, we may think we're showing our children hospitality, but what we may be showing them is I'm never going to do that. It is too hard to have people over. Mom went nuts. I'm never having people over. Um, or by not doing it, by not practicing hospitality, they're not seeing it, and so they're not learning it. So we have to be careful whether we are opening our home to people or if we are not. Um, of what we are teaching our child in that. So it, just because I'm having people into my home does not mean my children are walking away from my home with a good idea of what hospitality, what hospitality looks like. And um, so when your kids are little, um, other moms out there need you to, to show them your mess. They need to know that their house is not the only crazy house on the block. And they need to know that they're not the only one with Play-Doh stuck in weird places and crayon marks everywhere. Um, and, and, and us trying to hide that and us trying to hide what, what our home looks like in that season, um, we're, we're not allowing another woman to, to feel okay about what that season of life looks like for her. And so you can minister to someone by having her into your house and being like, this is it. This is what it looks like during the day with all my kids home. Um, and, and that then would free her up to, to do the same and to show the same or maybe just take a burden off of her mind for what she, from what she's been um, stressed out about or struggling with or feeling like she's failing. If your kids are getting older, and so you're starting to say, I, it's, we're too busy, we're too busy, um, then I would encourage you to just stop and think about what that is teaching your children um, because they, we're, in that type of situation, we are definitely teaching our kids that the things we are doing and the things we have, the places we are going are more important than the people around us. And so they're learning great things about sports and, and um, 
whatever their activities are, the, the Boy Scouts and, and all of that stuff, but, they, but what they're seeing is that we pick what we want to do and we do it, and that's what we do. And instead, what we want to be showing them is that people are really important, and, and we want to take time to have them into our home and love on them and encourage them and build relationships with them, um, not be on the go so much that we cannot do that. Okay, and just like Cher was saying, um, if we do wait, you're going to miss out on the opportunities of meeting other young moms now that are going that could be your friends 10 years from now, 20 years from now, and you your kids will have grown up together. So just don't wait. Um, yes, I have six children that range from 29 down to four. So I've been parenting a long time, <laughs> but um, we've always just kind of had a crazy home. And at one point in our life, we had five kids in the home, 13 to one. And um, I had done the morning drop-off of all the kids, and the fourth was in preschool. And um, so then I always would take the baby to the library during that time. And that particular morning, I ran into someone, a lady that I had seen at preschool before but not really talked to. Um, and she was at the library, and she just looked super sad and stressed. Um, I had known, we have adopted, I knew that she had adopted. And I could just tell she needed some help. So I just put myself out there. I introduced myself and um, just kind of opened myself up to her. She began to cry right there in the library. <clears throat> so I just said, hey, let's go back to my place. Well, I had kind of forgotten that it was a crazy morning. So I had a dirty diaper sitting on the couch, <laughs> laundry on the other couch. The dog, a yellow lab, had gotten into the trash while we were gone. That was strewn all over the kitchen. So as you know, like we talked about, I'm a crazy person. So that was like horrific for me. But I tell you what, that woman is still my friend today. She lives in Iowa, because that's where we lived at the time. But um, we get together at least once a year. And we are, I feel like we'll be lifelong friends. <clears throat> Sorry. So you have to be willing to stretch yourself, put yourself outside of your comfort zone, just like us talking up here. Obviously, this is not my gifting. But, um, you know, when God calls us to do something, we need to be willing to do that. Um, so no matter what your home looks like, no matter what your schedule looks like, you're not going to get less busy. I, like I said, I've been parenting a long time. The young ones are hard. The older ones are hard. You'll just get more busy with activities. It's not going to get easier. So make it work, make it fit, whatever that looks like. If it's coffee in the morning, if it's a play date in the afternoon, just make it work and you will be blessed. So um, just in closing, we just wanna say the truth is that we aren't meant to live um, alone. We're meant to live in a life of relationship with one another. Um, and in this fast paced, social media led life we're living, um, we're just distracted from the really important things. We're not getting to know each other like we should. Um, and hospitality can actually help us with that. Um, having people into our homes is becoming a lost art. Um, friendships are made and grown around the tables filled with yummy food. And we, we need to know that our imperfect homes are just like everybody else's. They're filled with loud, messy humans, and that's normal. Um, so just the best way to be reminded of this is just to open our doors, invite someone in, and they will bless you, and you can bless them, and maybe that will give them permission to open up their homes to somebody else. And also, we just kind of want to remind you, 
You know, the Lord showed us by coming to earth and dying on the cross for us that he opened up everything for us. So the least we can do is open up our homes to others and just be willing to accept them in, just as Christ has accepted us his kingdom. So with that, I'd like to just close us with prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this day. We thank you for the sunshine and just all these women that have come to fellowship, Lord. We just ask that you would bless their relationships, grow them, um, mature them to be more like you. We thank you that you guide us and you protect us on a daily basis. And we just ask that um, just that one grain would be planted, Lord, of um, maybe an idea of how these women could reach out to others. We thank you so much, Jesus, and we love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you.